So here in um, the Midwest, we have a rich tradition of drag. We have pageant mm-hmm. drag. We have um, the gospel brunch drag cabaret here in Oklahoma City, which we are missing presently. But we are giving we're giving uh, shout outs to the Midwestern drag scene. Miss Continental, uh, the finals are I think yearly in Chicago, mm-hmm. so that gives quite an indication of the center of gravity of the pageant scene. So, Mark, why don't you be our local, um, our, our, our local um, podcast journalist and talk to us about your relationship to both local drag and then your drag race fanaticism? Mm. Okay, so I was definitely introduced to drag locally just before I was introduced to drag race because – Let's in context of like when Drag Race was airing, season two aired the spring of my freshman year of college. So that was my first exposure it to It was drag a big race. moment for you. But I got to before that I had, you know, we had found the underage bar where I got to finally see drag in person. And then I was also involved with a group on campus here at OSU that put on campus wide events. It was kind of one of the only really big campus student organizations that was not uh, affiliated with the Greek system. So um, we kind of stacked the entire executive board of that with uh, queer people. And so we, we got it. uh, We finally got permission to put on a big drag show on campus at OSU. They, they did the first year, um, the year before I came to college. And then the second year uh, I was, I was there my freshman year and we would bring in queens from Oklahoma City and Tulsa, um, Jack A. Monroe, uh, a pretty cool, artistic, uh, kind of punk, um, uh, gender bender, so kind of like a Pete Burns uh, look. There's some yeah. rock and roll. Ed, uh, she's really, really cool. Um, she's always been kind of a troublemaker, but she, was, she would always come up and host the show, and she was foul-mouthed, and she's... I mean, she is a drag queen. She talks like a drag queen, and oh, she's witch, crass, and, and she's a party Jester, animal, clown, yeah. rock star. Yeah. Good um, drag. Love Jack K. Monroe. Uh, Carmen Devereaux, who is a classic. She's she's she is an icon of Oklahoma City. Drag I icon. I get really giddy when I talk about Carmen Devereaux. I love going to Oklahoma City to the gay bars just to see Carmen Devereaux perform because I think and she's that's so beautiful. She's so funny. They will bring the community together. She's kind of got this like very kind of classic drag face. Drag with an edge, right? Classic with an edge. I see. She will do Crayola colors. Definitely. She paints strongly. Oh yeah. I mean, and she she'll do her. You know, she. But there's always a wink. She's so she's really really funny. All of her numbers, like she'll uh, she'll come out in her like full. So she's a comedy queen. Oh, so she's comedy. Oh, (laughs) oh. So you told you said you were delivering glamour, is that what you delivered today? But anyways, she can do both. She can do both. Like she can come out in just a full like, uh, floral fantasy cat suit moment and like do something slow and sort of magical and uh, hypnotizing. And then sometimes she'll come out in a full on cow costume and do something like milkshake or whatever. She you know she's hilarious. She's funny. I if she wants to be on reality television, I think she would be amazing on drag race. Yeah. I, not that every queen has to go on drag race, nope. but I think it would just be really cool to see that, see what, you know, 
Oklahoma drag has to offer. They haven't had a queen from Oklahoma on that show. No. Um, we've had someone from Kansas City, correct? Kansas City, they're, you know, a lot from Texas, uh, but really the Midwest, I mean, obviously Chicago. Right, it gravitates, get, it gravitates away from Oklahoma through Texas drag. Yeah, they get the Dallas. Notable they get the Texas other drag, yeah. and Dallas is not far away from Oklahoma. Look at your, look at your state maps, friends. And then also, um, oh my gosh, brown cow stunning. Monique. Monique is from Kansas City, is she not? Yeah, Kansas City, yeah. Yeah. So it's developing, mm-hmm. but it is it is the fans who are going to make their voices heard and you know them not just to to be totally tea. A little call out tea time. It is that time mm-hmm. right now in Oklahoma. Um, it is that time of the day where high tea happens. And like right, you could not pander to um, young people whose tastes are forming. Right? I'm not giving a hard time to the children. I'm just saying it is a reality that when our tastes are forming, um, you may not like fully adulting drag, but it is real, and it will pay the bills when you crack your knee or ruin your ACL, and then you can't dance anymore, girl. (laughs) Let's get the tea out. Right? The singers and the actors are the ones who make it into their 50s. So this is the tea talk that everyone's been waiting for, honey. Drag. So you've talked eloquently and perfectly about local drag, but you are you are part of that not quite thirty generation who has lived completely with drag race as a uh, phenomenon. Mm-hmm. So you're like one of the friends who I can talk to who is um, pretty hardcore for for drag race. You can you have. You have the quotables in. You can you can snap back. Um, we were watching this weird, um, but very compelling. It's like the Drag Race Champions, All Stars Champions, All Stars Champions. There's this YouTube thing, which is about like 80, 85 to ninety percent like brilliant and on point. Only because, and as I told Sam, I have been on the other side of the rainbow. So this is going to be real fun because I get to codedly or not so codedly, as I warned Mark, like put in my my buffalo penny, <laughs> my bizarre on the other side, you know, three three dollar bell about um, things that when I realize as a fan, I live a bipolar life of both loving the show as we were watching uh, the first episode of Drag Race UK vibe. So like really weighing in on this on this current climate of uh, Drag Race, Drag Race fandom, and perspective on um, if they're listening at World of Wonder, taking a hint or two from people at various levels. I'm speaking so directly. <laughs> All right, Mark, you, you start. You know, it's like that pageant question. What does drag race as a phenomenon mean to you, comma, Mark Mason, question mark? So, like I was saying, I 
the first season I watched was season two because it started airing that spring of my freshman year of college. So I know, they call season one the lost season, right? Season yeah, and, um, and then found. Oh, how nice! So my first introduction involves queens like Jujubee, <laughs> Raven, classic. You know Nicole Page Brooks, who I know is a you know I I love. She's a she's a. Uh, uh, she's an icon of a certain she's kind. She's an icon of a certain kind. She's a yeah. controversial character, but I, you know, I, okay, to preface yeah, it, my obsession with Drag Race, yes. I love reality television, period. I grew up watching America's Next Top Model, Project Runway. I love tragic reality television characters. I love the people that you're like, how did you pass a psych evaluation? In order I, to get on this show. Yeah, it's it's compelling. You know, we were talking about rewarding bad behavior. I grew I up I grew up watching reality television. I can't and help I'm just it. Too, I love and I'm it. just old enough to like have pulled away from the vortex, being like, Oh, so can I make an argument that because of T V culture now we have now we have just a completely like we have a Shakespearean slash like Julius Caesar Shakespeare level of political buffoonery. And I am, as a spiritual person, I I am very careful to talk about politics because I think it's very, I think politics is very witchy and very powerful. But I was just saying to Mark that like, I'm just at a certain adulting level and a certain like age where like, I can't blame television, but I can certainly put, uh, I can, I can put a lot of weight into television and reality TV and the rewarding of juvenile, juvenile, disrespectful, unethical behavior as being bumped up by, by people who are now in politics, has been since Reagan in the 80s, people who don't know how to fucking separate um, their television fantasy and entertainment from actually being able to do a good job. Let me just tell you, how many puppets there are in Hollywood? Can we go into how like people learn to be completely codependent? This is Hollywood history. This is entertainment history. You can get a talented person, and then they become totally codependent on management, on uh, production, on studios. Go and watch the fucking film Judy. That's what that's what Hollywood can do to people who are immensely talented. Just turn them into a sack of bones, completely dependent on substances whether you're smart or not if you're smart and want a contract you, you, then you're judy garland if you're not so smart then you can be a kardashian or a reality tv star and then you even if you were smart before you become so codependent that you have nothing but madonna yes men around you and that's the end of my very very pointed editorial but like think about it really like put your thinking caps on and let's see about like turning our ass around so that like maybe we don't blame reality television, but we got to look at ourselves very hard in the mirror and realize that you got to get away from the addictive, bright, rectangular screen and like have a balance. So drag is so magical that it kind of mutates the system, right? But mm -hmm. it's a perfect venue for a reality television comp. Petition, mm -hmm. and that's why, like, yeah, like, like Project Runway, um, America's Next Top Model. You deal, especially Project Runway. Runway, you're dealing with talented people. Mm -hmm. With Drag Race, you're dealing with mostly talented um, performers or makeup artists. 
Sometimes they're both. Sometimes they're not. Bye bye, Gothic Kendall. Bye bye. She just couldn't walk. She couldn't walk. She couldn't talk. And she has self esteem issues, which is no, and there's no She's reason so for that though. to be on. Oh, yeah. Okay, see? Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. You were exactly along the argument. I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying that that, that, that response is how some of these children who learn to paint in the solitude of their small towns can manage to get somewhere. But you have to be talented with something oh. else than painting your face. How many times do we love a, a booger-painted drag queen who's just so charismatic and knows how to do it just right? There's Paint will not save your career. If you want to read Jinx Monsoon, you should call her out by name. <gasps> oh my god you okay. bitch you bitch you bitch all right but I'm, t I'm 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 talking too much now so drag race you started out on season two you um have enjoyed the ride because you have enjoyed the, co the competition reality television format and yeah. where are we now mark like uh, 10 seasons 10 seasons of classic drag race and four seasons going on five of all stars like mm -hmm. where are you in all of this as a fan i can't stop watching it it's it's so fun i so i don't watch a lot of tv in general so that this is kind of that's kind of my one escape into fantasy land healthy choices so Good. you know it's the balance we're striking a balance so yes i love you know tragic reality television uh characters but you know it's i get that fill you know in small doses you know and it's basically with drag race i'm so and, glad and you know an occasional youtube marathon of oh what? we're gonna finish those drag race all-stars champions we're going I all the way i i texted it to justin to be like oh god i hope i win i'm like listen <laughs> you bitch like they're giving you a better confessional that you had on all-stars too just I'm, take it, Mary. Whoever's take a making hint. these videos has watched an episode or well, two of Drag Race. I mean, I mean they know what the confessional is like. Right. They have the, you know, they have the description of the lip sync in text. You know, because obviously they don't have. It's it's like they're pretty brilliant. Photos. I want to give a shout out to the all to the uh, Drag Race All Stars champions, folks. Um, insider tip: You're making Sharon seem too nice. Yeah, and also she's much more volatile. And let, I'm just gonna give that to you. Also, watch the text color on the and the background color. It's kind of hard yeah. to read. Yeah, Maybe make sure we can read. Yeah. Make sure we can read it because it goes pretty quickly. Bye. But we're gonna watch the whole season. So we're gonna you know, watch. Yeah, we're gonna just, watch the whole season. <laughs> just some ideas. Uh, we on how to we uh, uh, Mark <laughs> Mark took me directly to episode eleven. Well, that's what popped up. I hadn't heard anything of this, and it popped I, up on I'm YouTube. Not, I'm, not, I'm not giving you a hard time. I'm it, just <laughs> glad to know who the top five are. Yeah, Fairly well deserved, even though, like, even though I mean, if we there. were to talk, yeah, even though if we were to just pop off our, our top five winners of all time, <gasps> I'm oh. putting you on such the spot, Mark. No, you're not. Okay, top five top winners. winners. Top five winners. Yeah. Okay, we got Raja. We got Jinx. Yeah. We got Laska. Yeah. Uh, Bob. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're on the right track. And then I think... I it, I, I, I would say... And then it's Sharon. And Sharon. And yeah, Sharon. Sharon, definitely. Because, I you know, that was just such a cultural 
phenomenon. Shift. That was when it was Drag it was, was the age prime. it was yeah. the age of um, Gaga. It was the age yeah. of okay, we've had we've we've had people with a mainstream perspective in drag, mm-hmm. a mainstream icons, mainstream femininity, mainstream drag, yeah. and and it's really incredible. And this is where I do have. Um, a wealth of gratitude that I was kind of at the epicenter of it. I mean, I'll put it, putting it on the record. I was hanging out watching season three of Drag Race with Sharon in Alaska while it was going on. Um, I was kind of around, it was like the winter 2011. I was going between New York and Pittsburgh and visiting them and part of like, like the camaraderie of watching drag race as i like to do any television i like my vices and my television as a social event Mm -hmm. i do not like to do them in private so like three seasons in and then watching drag race with sharon in alaska just watching how their minds work they are just they are deservedly where they are so if there was going to be a top my personal top five and not the top five that um uh, and I mean, this is this is a fan perspective now. I want to be very, very clear. I'm going to say it a couple of times that some of you Reddit assholes don't um, misquote me. As a fan, I would say my top five winners are from five to one. Um, well, you have them in order, too. I have so. them in order, so we're going to take the fucking time mine were in no particular order by the way i love them all yeah oh thank you i know because you know those reddit those reddit folks they 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 have work they have jobs that they hate and plenty of free time because i'm not alaska and i can be politically controversial number five out of 14 is it now winners 14 winners something like that yeah i would say five would be Sharon, because she is a game changer, and I'm not going to disclude her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is she's a sort of, uh, she's a sort of wonderful drag excellence in which she combines her encyclopedic knowledge of various levels of pop culture, and she's an uh, she's an excellent um, makeup artist, um, and she was one of the first people to dare to sing live. Um, uh, only Reddit known fact. I'm just ragging on the Reddit folks. You're just I'm sorry, not sorry. Um, that Sharon did sing musical theater when she was in middle school. Um, she was a profession. Aaron was um was a singer, is a singer, and that I did not know, even being her sister-in-law, and that I really appreciate. So Sharon is solidly number five. I want to make sure that like. Um, that is clear. Um, so I'm scanning. I'm scanning. Um, and for number four, I want to go to Chad Michaels. Mm. Because Chad is drag excellence mm-hmm. and such a level of maturity and a level of wisdom uh, that Chad does it for me a shining light and a professional in the wild wicked world of southern california and west uh hollywood drag so that's number four um 
three. I'm scanning in the later seasons. Um, so you got e I would say, uh, I would say like Sasha. With it's it's content it's it's contested because she basically won everything with a Shea Coulee. And um she got a hat full of roses. Right. And she had to pull a dirty a dirty stunt, which is also brilliant, but like the the racial politics are there for me and so I, it feels uncomfortable, but I wanna do her kind of drag. I do her kind of drag. If I got my shit together and had like the dark ambition that so many queens have that they need to be on TV. My drag would be partially Sasha Valor, which is why like I put her in three, five, four, and three are kind of interchangeable. They're like all like second runners up. Yeah. Um, we have a tie. <laughs> well, that's the, the, the tie also goes for the top two. There's the two oh, tiers okay. of like, like drag that I admire, even though maybe the personalities and also like the scenarios are a little contested, you know. And so, what for the last two, I'm just gonna gonna say that like these two are also people whose drag I love and whose drag I respect and whose drag I have been part of. So, of course, I've been so part of Alaska's drag, and I'm like in there. So I have to put Alaska up there. I think, of course, like given the opportunity to have that sort of platform. And um, I think I, I need to be more unique. So I'm going to leave that there. Like to, to more fully show yourself and what you're made of. And I think for that reason, my top winner is Jinx. Okay. Yeah. I had a. I, this is the la the last thing. Like, the, what makes Jinx so great is that there's always an innocence there, and she can't help but be herself. She has impeccable taste. She like, I want to wear all of her drag. Now, yeah. this is as a fan. This is as a fan. This is also as someone who watched my best friend not win their first season of Drag Race, and it's like, yeah. So I, I don't know whether Jinx's makeup journey was a, a trick, a trick and a, um, an invested narrative. I wouldn't put it past her. She's a smart cookie. But that's the thing is she's a fucking smart cookie and I love Jinx mm -hmm. to death. And like, I also have like hung out with Jinx on the other side of the rainbow and know what an effervescent person she is who like in her own adorable, very... Pacific Northwest way is um, a, a little a, a, a little extra regal, but also just trashy and um, a classic drag loving Broadway loving uh, a tight tight vibrato warbling cabaret singer. That's the most Steelers. legitimate drag to me. It's the most legitimate drag. Like if she's even still doing. The Ginger Snap, that was a brilliant show. Mm -hmm. So as a fan, as a fan, those are my top five. I'll, as a fan, those are my top you. five. I have different qualifications for an insider, yeah. for, like, winners. I would say, for me, Raja's a pretty easy number one. Because oh, I know. I can't, like, forget. As an as a insider, I would say Raja changed the game because, like, you need to be fucking high fashion. Yeah, you need to be able to walk. So... 
I remember season three specifically because that was the first time I. Oops. Oh, we're getting the, the, the spirit is moving us. The spirit is moving our um, scheduled scheduled topics notebook. So that's they that's where it is. Got me cow. Okay, <laughs> so uh, maybe I can go on as a person on the other side and um, codedly or not so codedly give a different top five, just because mm-hmm. there's, there's someone who's like watch the watch World of Wonder and these girls go up and down and know and have a perspective and disagree with how the girls who were inside and have that weird like one degree of separation away. Like I can, like fully, and with I've signed nothing. That at the end of the day, no one made me sign anything from anything except when I was on sets. So like, I know when to shut up, and I know when I don't give enough fucks to not shut up. But you go ahead, Mark. You talk. You tell me about all of this. But no, I agree with you on the jinx being number one because I remember. I would say for me, other than Raja, she was probably the winner that I was the most excited about. Season three to five. That was the was, apex. Yeah. That's the apex of, of Drag Race. Because in season six, then it's like total setup for the for the most cutting adult bitch to, to um, win. And then yeah. season seven, let's have another... Let's have another cutting, cutting Medusa of a drag queen. Brilliant style. Mm-hmm. Br- impeccable, oh, impeccable eye. Gorgeous. But yeah. that's not who I want to win drag race as a fan. As a fan and kind of as an insider, I think the community is strongest from, um, you don't have to be, you don't have to be fucking Galinda. You don't have to be a perfect person. Drag is not for perfect people. You want to mm-hmm. do that? Go, 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 go and go and be a humanitarian. Go and you know do do doctors abroad. But for people with a, an important perspective, dealing with queer culture, dealing with the the wildness of being gender variant, and um, of speaking back to the community about our inner problems and our relationship to the outer world, you know. And it's just like that that whole diatribe I went on about like show business. That's our reality. You don't get that from the from your from your side of Disneyland. You don't get that from your side of Disney World. And it's a blessing that you that a fan can maybe read the Reddit things, but like honey, it's you you may like your job better than how people get treated on both ends. And this is and this is not like ABC, CBS, big studio stuff we're even talking about, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know, Mark. I don't know whether uh, if I should go any further. If you have any, uh, perhaps final uh, silk ribbon um, thoughts to wrap your delicious oak queer homa perspective. <laughs> Uh, well, the the recurring theme is women, and women are our and women of all women of all genders, women of all body mm-hmm. types, women of all psychological and other you feel perspectives. Like a girl, then you're real like a girl. Boo, 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 boo. Yeah, I um I we that's kind of the the big through line is that women are women are 
the people that I've right looked up to the queer feminist the drag and... loving perspective. Mm. We are we are an exciting we're an exciting vital part of the queer community, and visiting visiting wonderful queers like Mark and um, our shout out to Sam, our intrepid queer bait editor and lovely human being um and my ability to go on a uh, diatribe but also give a lot of love to these girls who put themselves on the line who accept and uh, sign the contracts to do this R- rupaul's boot camp for um for people who call themselves uh, drag artists and drag performers um, and, you know, the, the tug of war between what people want to see and, uh, what, uh, World of Wonder offers, I want to go on a positive, I want to end on a positive note, because I think I had to get that out of my system, <laughs> but, like, two people who I want to give a quick shout out to are the, the duet known as, uh, uh, <laughs> <sighs> got me through a, so a dark year when I had moved away from LA and I had jobs that I didn't like. And I was like, not, I needed comedy in my world. Mm-hmm. And what art reminds me of is like the repartee that I have with Justin or that, um, the relationship that handsome Jeremy can have with Alaska on stage, even though she doesn't let me talk much <laughs> on stage that rotted, bitch from outer space but that's like the truth of like queer culture and of course like queer culture is a way for many minority cultures and oppressive cultures to come together under the fucking rainbow being like let's talk about being what being oppressed means and let's break down the hierarchical bullshit so like it's funny that two white men i mean brian Trixie Bryan is partially Native American, but that those two can just go in. And there's that truth element that, like, can we not make truth the, 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 gleaming, the gleaming jewel on our crown and on our scepter is the rainbow community? Can we not try for that? And this Libra activism political tr- um, truth kind of theme that I'm going... That, that I'm going for this month, you know? So I want to give a shout out to um, the Bryans, to uh, Trixie and Katya, because I've, I've had my brief conversations with them and I really appreciate the, the friendship and the camaraderie and the psychosis and mm-hmm. the neuroses that they fully air, which make them top-of-the-line drag queens. Just the way that the wonderful dark comedy of Barley Jean Merman and Lip Synca and Coco Peru and Jackie Beat and Flotilla DeBarge. What season of Drag Race were they on? (laughs) Right? You gotta know your drag history. (laughs) Well, I'm gonna make some history by peeing for the third time in about an hour and a half. But it's been such a treasure and a joy having you, you along. Having Mark Mason, please go and visit Mark's um, Instagram. Flounder Cat with a K, right? Yeah. Is it all lowercase? 
Yeah. Flounder, cat with a K. Flounder like the fish from The Little Mermaid, cat with a K. I was, you know, smoking a lot of weed back in the day. Yeah. And my Instagram is handsomejeremy777. That's where I do most of my office work. Um, Please feel free to send um, educated, polite discourse on this episode. I have a feeling it will be barely mildly controversial because, again, I sign no contracts. I have love for everyone, but I'm not afraid to tell some fucking tea. Scaldrina, Scaldarella to Lexington. P.S. I created the house of Lexington, just so y'all know. I'm tea. gonna I tea. I'm gonna need a point one point zero one percent of all drag queen merch for that for that T-shirt, just to let Alaska and um, Bible Girl six 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 know. And now that I've finally gotten all my bile and ire out, have a wonderful, wonderful time if it's a libra season great if it's not have whatever wonderful season it is and we meaning um jeremy who speaks to you and sam who will be joining us very soon um we will see you again for a hot toddy of a episode next time of a fairly f-a-e-r-i-l-y a fairly queer podcast um being brought to you by both spotify and itunes thank you everyone and we will see you next time say bye mark bye mark bye everybody